What's up, homie? Good afternoon. It is bright as hell in my background, I know. I tried everything. <laughs> yes, and I'm in the pitch dark, as usual. You know, the, the highlight reel of Irish culture. Pitch mm -hmm. dark, what I'm missing is a cold Guinness and some uh, medium to excellent poetry. Here, yeah. maybe I can get a maybe I can get some money from Guinness with this one in my background. <laughs> Probably not. What's going on? I was literally just trying to upload our uh, so you're dumb enough to want a restaurant podcast. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's going to get a lot of play. You do know that. I know. That's why I left the title is what you suggested. And I was like, all right, it's let's just roll with it. <laughs> okay, let me ask you something. Um, let, let me know when you get feedback from that. Because I am, I am always curious of why people want to do this business. You know what I mean? I, I I really am. And I know we've got other stuff to talk about, but you know, when I, when I first worked in restaurants, I, I was maybe 13, maybe 14 at the most. And oh, wow. uh, the, the only reason I loved it, it was, I was finally good at something. Hmm. Did they ever tell you you're good at anything? Cause <laughs> it never came out of his mouth. And I'm a fairly talented adult at this point, but they just did not believe in making you have um, self-confidence that was not earned. Yeah. Is that fair? <laughs> Very fair assessment <laughs> as to all the psychological damages in my head. <laughs> my God. Yeah, exactly. I've got, I'm going to have to pause for a little PTSD right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, my, my dad's uh, favorite quote that I hated and, and really kind of despised him for was he would say, if I could buy you for what you're worth and sell you for what you think you're worth, I would never have to work again. And I was like, man, you know, as an adult, that doesn't cut as bad as it does when you're a teenager. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know, weird enough, there's one sentence I always remember, and it is actually from Dan Powers, where once he yeah. walked up to me and he just like mumbled in my ear where he just said, be sad on your own time. We got shit to do. And he walked out. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Now, you know, that was straight from his dad right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what I would say is if you're going to be that way, clock it, give yourself 15 minutes and get your ass in gear and let's get some shit done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> be sad on your own time. Hell yeah. God bless him. That may be one of the best quotes I have heard in years. Good for him. Sean, I was okay. actually going to complain to you about technology. And wow. this is actually me complaining, not even about like modern technology. What has happened yeah. to fucking drive time radio? Okay, so so I was trying to to pay attention to what you what, what was sent there. So do you have the same insane um, like right-wing rhetoric radio or is it crazy music radio? Tell me what, what is your comparative with Bangalore and the central circle of Paris? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, James actually listened, used to listen to this one station when he was here. It's an English yeah. music station. Like sometimes okay. they'll play good music and sometimes it's all modern music. So most of the songs James and me just didn't know. <laughs> right. Wow. But there's no real like talk radio, like none right. of that oh, okay. stuff. And you'll probably yeah, have to go into like the AM range to find like a news or yeah. something. But they're different radio stations in different languages. But right. the reason why I remember this is I didn't take my phone today with me because I just right. wanted like 
not to look at anything. And I was driving and the radio was on. Do you know the show that I was listening to is like a lunchtime show, very benign, like stupid music stuff. Right. The commentary in that show is basically the RJ reading out social media posts of celebrities on air. So it, oh, it's uh, basically like me R- RJ, for those of you, RJ, for those of you who don't understand, radio journalist. <laughs> <laughs> no, Go ahead. It was literally like having a voice feed huh. of a social media scrolling. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this person posted this picture and said this, and this person commented on it. That is your entire radio show. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it is. It is where we're. So in television news here, they say if there is more than 100 likes on something, it's a story. And I go, no, no, that is not a story. A mm-hmm. story is a story. So I have a girl that works with me, and you may know her, Elle. Yeah. Elle listens to a readout of Reddit. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you got to turn that shit off. I, li- I can't have that rolling in my head while I'm getting set up for work. Yeah. So hmm. you're the second person to tell me about something as strange as this, where you go, that is not news, not newsworthy, not anything worthy. That's a lazy journalist. I but know. It probably works. Like I was thinking about, like, I always used to tell you that human beings cannot be trusted with technology. Like the first uh, yeah. ever news story about radio was when Churchill got on air and announced that it was the end of the war. And <laughs> yeah. then you got to drive time radio, which started with like farting noises in their intros and extra. Mm-hmm. And then it's ended up with somebody just sitting there reading out posts on social media Right. While you're trying not to look at your phone and drive. <laughs> okay, so let's give a couple of comparatives. So so I worked for Cablevision in Kansas City, Missouri. So small cable station, full studio, full news, the whole nine yards. But what I would say was Cablevision was so small, our news was actual news. We didn't pull things off the AP wire. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't do any of that stuff. What we... They had actual mediocre reporters go out and do the news. Our anchor was okay by normal standards. And if you were making it as an anchor in BBC, you'd already hit in one of the five bigger cities in the British Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got to work the uh, – I, I, so people – teleprompters now – literally listen to you and move as you're speaking back then we had to do it with our hand and Mm -hmm. so i'm watching him listening and i could see his eyes move when i got a little too fast (laughs) but but they were his stories he literally took the stories and rewrote them and then we produced them i don't Mm -hmm. know how yours worked so give me a second and then you tell me how yours worked and um our tv cameras weighed thousands weighed thousands of pounds so they wouldn't bounce when you went across the floor Mm-hmm. And now you could shoot that same show with this iPhone if you could get the sound to work on a regular basis, which is its own problem. <laughs> so, so, I mean, think of where we've come from that. And there is an app that you can use now where you shoot your news story and the app automatically puts it in the seven segments that you need. Oh, and wow. you send that to the television station and it's done. And you do your two stories a day and move on. Hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, it 
And it's the app's phenomenal. Actually, this guy showed it to me five years ago. And I never, I used the free version of it, but it looked too much like real news. And I didn't want people to honestly think I was doing fake news for lack of a better word, because mm -hmm. anyone could do it. And it would look like a legit story. Yeah. Like, I think our budgets were so low, Sean. You should understand that they, I remember clearly where the person... Back then, we all didn't have, like, fancy cameras on our phones. Right. I remember yeah. one time where we were interrupted during a shoot where the guy we had rented the camera from wanted it back for a wedding. He had to send the camera. <laughs> no! Oh, my God. Okay, that that's a solid comedy story right there. Holy, Because everybody thinks BBC, they got all the money in the world, but obviously uh -oh. they don't spend it. Wow. And see, so, a lot of times it is just small little production houses, okay, that yeah. basically produce a pilot and send it over. And by BBC, there is BBC, the main one that you're used to. Right. Then there's one, two, three, and four. <laughs> so there are, It's the like, Ocho. You were on the Ocho, number eight. So this BBC would be like the, this would be like the poor man's poor man's BBC. <laughs> right. Okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, ours um nobody ever recognized me on the street from Cablevision. Mm -hmm. You know you know what I mean by that? Yeah. I, I, when I'm on the news here, I'll hear for the next week or so, especially if I'm on all stations. Um I'll hear about it for about a week. And, and people are like, dude, so you yelling at somebody on the news. And I guess I am approachable enough to yell hilarious shit back at me. And I yell stuff back at them. And, you mm -hmm. know, I, I'm more the comedy player of the news, evidently, than, than the, the real folks. <laughs> so. That's a good, good persona to have on air. <laughs> it is. Well, and I think it's more honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if, if you're me, you're not worried about moving up the ladder. Look at me. I am in the final 25% of my life. I'm not trying to impress. I'm not out here to impress shit. I don't mm -hmm. care. <laughs> so, <laughs> you still have to be nice to some people because you might need them down the line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, the only thing I need them for is to pick my nursing home. <laughs> don't worry, Sean. It's, they'll find a nice one for you. <laughs> no, I'm afraid my daughter, Danielle, is going to be the one that chooses. Then <laughs> all the payback comes in at that point. No matter what you've ever said to one of your kids in your life, that's when that's when it matters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> having having been to a couple of funerals that were questionable at best, and uh, I, have we ever talked about? Um, I don't know if I want to say how she's related to me, but the single worst funeral I've ever been to in my life um, mm -mm. was not related to me, but on the other side of one of the families. And I swear they dumped this lady into a murky, muddy hole uh, that didn't fit. And they had to use crowbars and pickaxes to get the coffin in the ground. No preacher, no Indian shaman, nothing. And I sat there and went, Whoo, be nice to your children. Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Sean, this falls under gruesome imagery in YouTube's guidelines. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. God dang it. Do you have to cut it out? I don't know. I'll, I'll look at it in the edit and see what to do. Doesn't that suck? And it's actually a really pretty good piece of advice for people and go, hey, man, they literally get their time to get you back. <laughs> I mean, it, it exists. So, sorry, where were we as I got off on my tangent of uh, amazingly memorable funerals? Did, <laughs> does that work better?
Yeah, amazingly memorable funeral is what we ran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we had our arena vote here yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the average arena that gets built in America gets built with half public money, half private money. And yeah. we decided um, to agree to 95% public money, 5% private and, uh, we went uh, through for the new basketball stadiums. Is it the basketball stadium? Two to one, six arena. <laughs> yeah, like like almost seventy to thirty, and which is which is fine. I I live in a city called the Village. Just so, so anybody doesn't think I'm being negative here, we're mm-hmm. in the middle of Oklahoma City. I get a hundred percent of the benefit, not a single penny of cost to my citizens. Yeah, because I had I had uh, you know you know you know Patrick from the Lost Ogle. Yeah, I do. Okay, the satirical um, newspaper, he wrote me some really shitty deal last night. He's like, yeah, I'll take you to your first game and you can cry in your beer. And I'm like, dude, I live in the city where we get all the benefit, no tax. Joke's on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I haven't heard back, believe it or not. So, oh, God, dude. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The, um, and, I, John- and look, I really mean it. You know, who cares? You know, literally. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a tax that we pay on on food is what bothers me. Poor people pay it. So, yeah. Oh, uh, do you have uh, stuff like that over there where you got to do these kind of enormous mm, non civic projects? No, generally no. Uh, if it's like a for profit organization, nobody really yeah. like the government won't pitch in and shit like that. Eh? Right? Isn't that communism? I'm kidding, but. <laughs> <laughs> if Sean did not say that, <laughs> oh, you am I, am I getting this block on something else? Okay, isn't that a different form of progressivism where we all share in the money, but it all goes to one guy? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else? What else do we have on the agenda today, sir? Since I've I've gone off on every tangent known to man, it would be so. We are in my Irish pub right now, except it is four o'clock in the morning, so it's pitch dark. People, my, I think my the, the staff just left here, but two and a half hours ago. <laughs> so you should probably so get a, me some, uh, like a video of the pub when the band's playing yeah. as B-roll. Oh, there you go. Put it in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will do that. Yeah, today's going to be a very, very long day. So I'm in making bread now, and then we've got a luncheon, a holiday party, and then regular, you know, regular nights business. So it's going to be it's going to be a long day, sir. I know for the, uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's it's that time of year, and then so in January, whatever money we've made this month, you'll lose in January, and then February, everything comes back around, and we do real well for a few months. It is it is cyclical like any other business, and unless you've done it long enough, you don't understand it's cyclical, and don't take it personal if you're slow one week, you know that kind of stuff. The interesting story about restaurants is servers. Uh, people in restaurants notoriously don't save money yeah. because they traditionally the job you used to get cash at the end of the night, like literally, and they'd go out and party it all away. And that's how you got them to show up to work the next day. They didn't have any cash left. I wish I was kidding. It's the truth. I'm not being demeaning or mean. That's the way it worked for, you know, century probably. And mm. now it all goes out on like a paycheck, you know, like every other normal person, it takes kind of the, the what the hell do you want to do tonight out of the, out of the I know <laughs> like a pocket full of just <laughs> bills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where can I go blow this? So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting deal. Hey, my, uh, 
my kid's mom had this cool little sports car that now my, my boys have to, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Cause it's, um, I mean, like it's a midlife crisis car, but it's really nice. Okay. So they got to figure out a way to get rid of that. That's my, that's my story of the day. Oh, yep. <laughs> like, they go, do you, do you want to drive it? I'm like, no, no, don't want to be seen in a sports car at my age. That means, that means I got issues. I, I can be seen in my old, my old immigrant Not car. Good kind of issues, Sean. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the next thing happening in America um, and I have to figure out a way to say this so we don't get in trouble on YouTube. So um, you have heard that Donald Trump and his people are now talking about dictatorship with him. And he openly says, I am not going to be a dictator except on day one. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. OK, so both you and I worked in news. What does mm -hmm. that mean when somebody throws that out there? It's a tease, mm -hmm. meaning I'm seeing how people react to it. And if they react poorly, I go, oh, I was just joking. And if they react positively, his god dang poll numbers went up. After John, that. that is the thing. With the power of analytics today, you can actually test out your political strategies right. on air. Well, on mm -hmm. live time. Yeah, I know. So I don't know. I mean, are we that far in this experiment that that this seems viable? Because it seems viable to me. I, I know enough about world history to know this is legit. I my curiosity is, is, does his health hold up through all of these trials <laughs> and, and mm -hmm. can he really run for president? I see it from a different level because I look at him and he does not look healthy. Yeah, for sure. But so, you know, the weird part about this is that the corporations are to blame at some point for the sole reason that they did not brand and market the benefits of globalization correctly. So the people yeah. that got left behind in that chain of events are now pulling back within their borders. So it yeah. ends up being a more divided than ever. Like right now, if you read that book by Thomas Friedman, the world is flat. It makes no sense yeah. with all the trade tariffs yeah. and treaties and all of that in place. Right. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the question I would throw out on that specifically, um, the United States' biggest trading partner is China and has been ever since Walmart made their, made their big run. Mm -hmm. Um, I would look at, we've, we've got about 15 states that are moving to privatize education and Christianize education. So it's, it, we, we've got a number of things going on as we're pulling in as a country, aside from a guy that is the lead of one of the major parties saying he is willing to be a dictator for a day. You know, I, I, that shit is worrying. I, I would say on the, on the marketing of globalization, Americans were globalized before they knew it. Mm -hmm. And so okay. they were they were they were playing catch up. The American unions back in the 70s, I remember the ads to buy American. Mm -hmm. The problem was the Japanese were making far superior cars at the time. Yeah. And I the American cars are nice now, but I mean we we've got pickup trucks that are $70,000. Oh, yeah. I did see an uh, ad for like the high-end version. I think it was a Ford F-250 or something, which right. was almost yeah. close to a hundred and something, Sean. Right. You could just yeah, buy a just Ferrari. Go... At the... I mean, it's Ferrari right. prices. <laughs> right. At least Maserati. You can get at least get a Maserati. So yeah. the, 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 
the thing that I look at is I go and I'm trying to remember who the company is that is making this basic work truck. Mm-hmm. And so they have one they built for $10,000 and it is basically put together like an old Volkswagen bug, but it's a work truck. Yeah. Like you would see in India, the three wheelers that you do, but it has four wheels, something mm-hmm. a little bit bigger for Americans. Cause we're just bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a $15,000 version, which now seems like a bargain. Yeah. But trucks, trucks haven't changed since I, in the seventies, they just mm-hmm. started becoming cars on top of chassis. So I don't know where we go back to that because I could see that $15,000 one being the Model T Ford again. So whoever mm-hmm. makes it, I hope they make it here, you know, but I don't think they could labor-wise. You'd have to do it in the Mexican market or something like that where the labor's, you know, one-fifth. Um, that stuff's priced out of most people's range. Um, so when I was driving and in my 20s, when you buy your first new car, loans mm-hmm. on cars were for four years and now they are for seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So the, the, the payments didn't necessarily go up. Just the amount of time you pay. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's a, it was a pretty shrewd move. I will think, give him credit. I mean, think about it. Even if you're a truck lover, your option for an eco-friendly version of that would be what, like your Tesla, the Cybertruck, which right. starts at 60. Which is, so yeah, who is getting out a loan for 60 the moment they're trying to buy their first car when they're like 21? Well, so the question, there's a, uh, there's a, um, a sentence in a movie. Let me, let me see if I can get a phrase. And it was, uh, this lady was, I don't know if she was leaving her husband or refused to marry this guy. And he said, she said, the best thing that happens to you is a new old no a new used truck you got from your father Hmm. so think about how many women because women have to think can this guy contribute to the relationship they have to and and men look down on him for that but you go but you're going to stick them with the kids Mm -hmm. they have to look at the reality of are you going to be around how long are you going to last what can you bring to the relationship you know you went after them um and if that's the best anyone has to offer mm-hmm. is your dad's hand-me-down pickup truck, which is, hey, it's great that your dad gives it to you. Yeah. Why would that woman buy into that relationship? Yeah, makes sense. You know, I, yeah. And I'm the first one to go, hey, it doesn't need to be all about money. It needs to be something about money. I've, I'm, uh, I've raised five kids. You better be able to do something, something. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, give give that quote a, a, a talking to. Sorry, my nose is itching terribly. Um, what is the weather so, there, Rick? Because I'm pretty sure those are some sort of weird allergies. <laughs> right. So it's real nice, and it's you know almost Christmas for God's sakes. It shouldn't be nice. We are, um, you know, o- Oklahoma. We're in, we're an energy state, so you know we we get looked down on if we say anything bad about that kind of stuff, as you well know. But we're also digging for cobalt and nickel here in two different places. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't know how they would get the labor to be able to do that because that is nothing personal, but slave labor jobs. You know, (laughs) that's how we keep the battery operated stuff going. Um, Okay. So here's one for you before we head out. So I had this um, guy go, okay, so you guys are making these battery plants and all these EV cars and everything. Mm -hmm. And when they, when the batteries catch on fire, is there a protocol of how to put them out? 
Do you know one of the, like, okay, so one of the MG electric cars here in Bangalore caught on fire, but it was like a small right. car, like a, yeah. what do you call them? Yeah, the name escapes me. But Well, it used to be called a midget here, but you're not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> I was a car. It was a brand. <laughs> don't, don't send me any mail. <laughs> okay, but the problem was that I couldn't understand the dynamics of what would a fire department do when they go to put it out. What are the chemicals that get released if they mix in a different permutation and combination? Right. Whatever foam they're using to extinguish it, how does that right. work? Are you actually right. accentuating? Are you creating like a mini chemical spill every time you try and go and put out one of those fires? All of those are like exactly. weird little questions. Mm -hmm. And they can burn for days. Mm -hmm. So... How much water do you use to put that? Out? Is it a river? Is it literally a river of water? <clears throat> and it's a valid question because we're going to be moving to maybe we'll probably get to 50 or 60 percent electric. Like mm -hmm. I can't own an electric vehicle. I literally have to be able to go sometimes 500 miles, sometimes five miles. I don't mm -hmm. I don't have the same path every day. Um, but I but it's it's here. And uh, if they can get enough nickel and cobalt, it'll be here for a while. So um, we're moving into the next phase of the energy sector. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I'd be, I'm interested to see how that works. Cause obviously, um, you know, China has to move with us because they were based on our oil based economy. So they have to kind of move and, and switch over. And I, I'm interested to see how they are able to make the transition. Yeah. A lot of these economies technically should be in sync. <laughs> For them to work correctly <laughs> right yeah or it doesn't work i mean mm -hmm. you, you literally can't be doing the opposite thing so the city of boston gets a literal boatload of liquefied natural gas i think it's three times a week to run the street lights in the city okay they still haven't oh. upgraded it is that like a I, union thing <laughs> right you're like can you just not go to led and we can use one one hundredth of this amount yeah i don't know but that's the, yeah, a, a literal boatload. And you go, okay, we, we've got to be able to move away from that, don't we? I mean, the old gaslit lanterns, I mean, are, are they still doing that shit? Is there a guy on stilts going over and lighting it? <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lord. So, yeah, we're, so I was in some place where they had changed out the LED lights for the fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice, except it looked almost creepy like a film set. You know how you mm -hmm. want all the lighting to be even on a film set? Unless oh, you yeah. purposely have changed it? Yeah, it looked like that. I mean, it was a flat screen. It was, it was amazing. Um, and there are other one deals that are made to go on your front windows of your business that you can do. They're LED sheets, and you oh. can program stuff into them. I need to find out where to get that shit. That stuff. <laughs> stuff. Sorry. I am Sorry. I'm pretty sure Sorry, we can YouTube. figure that out. <laughs> I think that looks pretty fun. Mm -hmm. um, and the re what I go back to is when I was a little boy, and that obviously, you know, in the last millennia, so I don't need any mail on that either. <clears throat> we had a company that took all the little kids from my school, not, not all the schools, just mine, and they mm -hmm. put their Christmas artwork up on the side of their building with a projector. Oh, wow. And there was a two-hour line to go see this stupid little children's artwork. <laughs> and not only did they look like they were the most neighborhood friendly people in the entire world, mm. but back then there was nothing to buy. Nobody sold hot chocolate or anything. Yeah. You just kind of drove by the car and you're like, hi, that's Earl's. 
<laughs> but I think, um, you know, when you're not open as a business, you should be able to rent out your windows for ads. Yeah. I mean, it's you're, it's pedestrian friendly. It's, it's street friendly. I mean, you can do some stuff that doesn't cause a wreck, but, you know, it is fun. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but you're, I am sure there's going to be some jackass who puts up one of those spotlight type things that's going to blind a passing by. <laughs> ruin it for driver. Sean, yeah. someone's going to ruin it. You know human beings are incapable yeah. of like <laughs> living right. within certain bounds. <laughs> Being respectful of other human beings? Is that what we're looking to say? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's always got to overdo it, dude. All right, homie. I will get it done. You have yourself a good day over there. And we got nice weather here. I would have walked my dog this morning, but I had no idea it would be this warm. <laughs> it's supposed to be snowing, Sean. I got a notice on my phone from like two years ago where Daisy's right. running in my backyard and I'm trying to move yeah. snow. <laughs> right. Oh, my. Hey, got some hummus for breakfast. Not, yeah. <laughs> not hummus for breakfast. Hummus. <laughs> Thanks for All the right, clarification. Buddy. I'm leaving this in just because you're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs>